It is Wednesday, the 6th day of July, 2022. I hope all of you enjoyed your long weekend, that you did a lot of fun things and drank and ate and uh, whatever else you would do on on this particular long weekend. So there are a ton of, uh, you know, important things that I want to discuss and uh, as you'll things that I have no business talking about, but because this is my stupid show, I will be talking about them, but there is one thing, one dumb thing that I wanted to ask right off the top, okay? Given the season and how many of you went to a cookout or a barbecue um, over the weekend, I'm curious. Instead of bringing a full dish, multiple sides, or a dessert, I want to know if you thought it would be acceptable to bring just four hot dogs. I'm serious. Four uncooked hot dogs. Think about this. If you're told by the host uh, that they could use four more hot dogs to fill out the hot dog roster, would you bring only four? No. Because if you did, you should never be invited anywhere ever again. But if you're asked to bring only four, your response should be okay. And then you go to the grocery store, buy a pack of eight or ten, and a sack of buns to go with it. I'm very, very curious to know how many of you would find it acceptable if one of your guests showed up with four hot dogs. Even if you said, I need four hot dogs. You've got a bunch of shirtless, flabby, prepubescent boys. (laughs) That sounds terrible. There's a bunch of kids, and they're eating, and you know that they're going to eat a shit ton of hot dogs, so... You know, you want to make sure that you have 12 of them, but you only have eight, so you need four more. It just, you know, it it was something that came up over the weekend, and I'm still really baffled by it. It doesn't make a ton of sense to me. I don't care how many times you ask, and I don't care how many times the host might say yes, just four. You don't actually just, like, go to your fridge, pull out your existing hot dogs, take four out, and wrap them up, and bring them. That's not how it works. That's not how any of this works. I just found that incredibly strange and needed to share. So if you had a weird-ass story, I would tell you to call in, uh, leave a voicemail, but, you know, my pal Donnie is, like, the only one that calls now. So thank you, Donnie. We'll get to your voicemail later. Um, On this episode, we've got uh, more shootings. We've got uh, Joe Rogan, a sexident. Uh, the aforementioned voicemail, and three gripes. That's all right here, right now. I don't know why I said it like that. On episode number 124 of the worst fucking podcast ever, Complaints and Observations. Still the most less than average podcast on the internet with a host who's the smartest person in the room when he's the only one there. A continuing odyssey into mediocrity, guaranteed to make you question your life choices and your own sanity. This is Complaints and Observations with Dave LaPointe. Who the hell is Dave LaPointe? I think he's a bum. I think he's an absolute bum. All right. How are you? How's things? Good? Great? Grand? Whatever? Et cetera, et cetera? Meh. Um, the, the intro was a little weird, but what can you, what can you do? It's a little long-winded. But, uh, yeah, you know, I don't know. I'm feeling a little weird today. Uh, I feel good physically, mentally I feel okay, just feeling a little weird, I don't know. Normally I get really jazzed for for podcast day, and for some reason today, part of it is that I didn't really have a lot of material, and um, you know, I had to kind of 
dig deep in the reserves. Not really reserves, but it ended up being fine where the things that I wrote on the list were, you know, uh, usable. So it's fine. That part of it's fine. But I'm tired of, you know, this particular show was not supposed to be, uh, you know, political commentary of any kind, but it's, it's sort of, it's sort of steering in that direction as much as I don't really want it to be. Because ultimately I find the topic boring, but it's relevant. That's the difference. And so when I get, you know, pissed off at, at, at certain things, I tend to talk about it. It's a, you know, plus, you know, I put out the old bat signal for voicemails for the weekend and I, I got one uh, again from Donnie, but he even, he called before that. So, uh, you know, the people that I thought were my friends, they, they don't want to participate. It's a real bummer, but what can you do? Anyway, so the 4th of July, Independence Day, right? Uh, used to be a day to celebrate the the founding of our nation and to grill hot dogs and light off fireworks. This year, however, uh, we've decided to add the indiscriminate shooting and killing of innocent bystanders to the list. As is currently the most American thing possible, there was yet another mass shooting in another place that we shouldn't look to as a possible setting to get shredded by an assault weapon. Now, I mean, it's it's such a fucking boring topic, okay? And I say that mainly because it's never going to end, all right? Um, it's literally never going to end. It it honestly, it's only going to get worse if 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 you you know, are looking for an opinion that really means nothing. I think it's going to get worse before it gets any better. Because all this is going to do is just make more people buy more guns. And next thing you know, there's going to be a bigger fucking fiasco at some point. And, you know, given the way things are going in Washington and what went on a couple of years ago at the Capitol, it's we're just bound to see all this shit come to the fore at some point again. And be a bigger goddamn headache for, for normal people who just want to fucking exist and, and live a, a life that doesn't involve bullshit. Like worrying about, uh, you know, if you're going to get shot watching a fucking shitty parade in downtown USA. And of course, there was uh, Ted Cruz front and center on Twitter sharing both thoughts and prayers from he and his pretend wife, Heidi just like they've done now about 25 other times this year. As of the time of recording, seven people were killed in what's been called the most affluent suburb in America, Highland Park, Illinois. If you're not familiar with Highland Park, uh, Michael Jordan lived there for a time, and John Hughes uh, filmed all of his seminal 80s movies in Highland Park. So Ferris Bueller... Uh, Home Alone, uh, the other ones, oh, The Breakfast Club, there's one more. Fuck, can't remember off the top of my head. So no, this isn't Chicago, so if that's what you're thinking, it's not Chicago by a long shot. It's a, It's an incredibly affluent suburb. Now, it, it's also, um... A heavily Jewish community, so do with that as you will. Um, hopefully, you're not automatically thinking how much you hate Jews, but um, if that's the case, kindly go fuck yourself because uh, that's stupid. But it, you know, and so this kid that apparently was was propped up on a roof of a building on Main Street, just you know, with his AR-15 pointed down. And uh, literally blowing body, bodies apart. Um, you know, he's a crazy person. Le- legitimately. So, it, look, if, if if the right wants to scream about mental health, that's fine. Have at it. Because in this case, it's, it's evident. But, um, you know, it could have been prevented had he been prevented from purchasing a weapon legally, which is what he did multiple times. But, you know, God forbid, it, 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 it's just, 
Tucker Carlson uh, directed his army of sycophants to to blame women in SSRIs like um, Cipramil and Prozac for the killing. But, you know, not not the gun that he was able to legally purchase just a few months after the local cops removed 16 of his weapons. So various blades, knives, swords, etc. Because apparently he told somebody that he was going to, quote, kill everybody. So, you know, the cops, like they're supposed to do, went to the house, uh, talked to the kid, saw they had a shit ton of weapons, and be like, boy, we should probably take these away from this guy. He just said he was going to kill everybody. But apparently it wasn't enough to keep his father, who, you know, from what little I've read, um, may not all be there either, but that's uh, an allegation that, you know, whatever. Um, his father endorsed his FID application when the time came. But it's just so fucking dumb that, you know, we have this conversation every time this happens. And that, you know, anyone with a clue can see that, that having access to these weapons is a problem. It's not a solution. And there's no... There is no chance in hell that you're going to convince me or any sort of rationally thinking individual that more guns is the answer. Because it's not. That's not it. And if you feel otherwise, I'm sorry. I mean, honestly, really, I, I, I am sorry because you've lost any rational sense of empathy for your fellow human because you care more about a weapon than life. You care about... Um, you, you like you love to throw the, the word of my rights around, and it's being able to purchase something like that is not a right. I mean, that's a that's a it shouldn't be a right because it's not needed. If you want to buy a rifle, if you want to buy a handgun, all right, fine, whatever. An assault rifle. When when there's one common denator denator. One common denominator throughout all these, and it's one weapon. Like it, it should be, it should be fairly obvious what the problem is. And you're not going to tell me that somebody who's on Prozac uh, is the issue here, because there are tons of people on Prozac who haven't purchased an AR-15 and propped up on on the rooftop of a Main Street building, uh, looking to uh, knock off you know, 30 plus people. It's not the case. And that's the part I don't understand. And, and it's, it, then the argument always goes to the same thing. Well, what do you, what, what's, what's your argument? Well, how do you fix it? I don't know. I don't fucking know. Cause if you ask me, it's, it's, you know, the Australian model, buy them all back, melt them all down, tell them to fuck off. But I know that's not a, that's not a viable uh, solution not by fucking any stretch. And, and you know, it, it's never, you can't leave it in the hands of um, ration, uh, of, of, it's not even it. I don't know. You can't leave it in the hands of the manufacturers. You can't leave it in the hands of the, uh, the paying customers. You can't because it'll never stop. There has to be a national registry. There has to be red flags for anyone who's ever had cops go into their house and take other weapons away. There has to be, uh, you know, insurance liabilities for manufacturers. There has to be insurance liabilities for owners. There has to be. Because there's no, there's no consequence anymore. It's gone. And it's fucking stupid. And look, something similar is going to happen before the weekend is over because that's what America does now. Just randomly kill people. Huzzah. These new transitions stink. <laughs> oh, they stink. I had a nice fucking system going. Fuck you, anchor. You. Ugh, I gotta find another host. It's pointless to try to find another host when uh, this one is exceptionally simple 
and then and and no one listens to this anyway. If things were to change, fine. They're not, so why bother? Uh, also over the weekend, big fight card the other night from uh, UFC, UFC 276. Uh, sadly, the the two uh, co-main event fights were both kind of duds. Um, Adesanya really sort of waltzed to a win. Um, what was the other one? Max Holiday and Max Holloway, sorry. And uh, the Australian dude with the Russian name. Fuck. Victor. Victor the Great. Um, he, he waltzed to a win to beat the fucking bag out of uh, out of Holloway. It was it was I mean that was fine, but whatever. Uh there were no knockdowns in in during the main card, which was kind of odd. There were some highlights the um on the pre prelims, the very first fight of the night, Julius Stoliarenko won on an arm bar that more or less broke the girl's arm. It was fucking brutal. Brutal. Uh, Jim Miller won again. It's his third straight win. The old man uh, went out and retired the cowboy, Donald Cerrone, which was a bit sad, if not inevitable. So uh, give Jim a title shot, Dana. Don't be a fucking coward. I know it's not possible, but whatever. Uh, however, the highlight, uh, Joe Rogan, who um, my pal Matt said, Looked like a pissed-off limo driver. Black suit, white shirt, black tie. All he needed was a hat and sunglasses, and he could have been a Juliet Jake Blues body double. He looked like the guy that drives around a limo um, on the strip, offering people free rides to the strip club. Uh, or um, the guy who used to post up in the beat-up Lincoln behind the Venetian, offering bootleg Uber rides off the strip. No on strip, no on strip. Or the guy who works the door at, at one of the uh, fake speakeasies asking for a password. <laughs> uh, what else? Maybe a guy who flew into town for a day to attend like a, a pharmaceutical trade show and he has an occasional Coke problem but didn't think that going to the Palms with some Pfizer reps was going to be a bad idea. Until the schneef came out, and before long, the sun's coming up, and he has to find a ride to the airport to catch his 7.45 a.m. flight out. Deep, deep details. It was one of them. It just looked weird. Like, and it, you know, he's wearing a dress shirt and a tie, and the top button at his neck is is not buttoned. And his tie was all fucking loose. It's like, all right, if you're going to wear the suit, wear the suit. I don't know, like an actual person. But that was a real toss-up. Um, but I bring him up for another reason, too. Joe said in an interview the other day on another pod that apparently he's turned down the chance to have Donald Trump on his show multiple times because he is personally, quote, not a Trump supporter in any way, shape, or form, end quote, and that he's not, quote, Interested in helping, end quote, Donald Trump. Part of me is a bit surprised. Now, I didn't think he was, you know, like a straight-up MAGA guy, but I did think he supported him in some way, and so the any way, shape, or form is what got me. It's like, wow, this is a guy who thinks Ron DeSantis would make a great president. That's He has said that now multiple times. Ron DeSantis. Let me, let me repeat that. I'm going to get real close to the microphone here. Ron DeSantis, the governor of Florida. You know that guy. He's a fucking prick. So Joe thinks that guy would be a great president. Sure. And yikes is indeed the word that you're looking for. And of course now, all of the, uh, the Trumpkins are in a tiff. And I'm sure Joe has managed to anger a lot of his own listeners, but... The thing about him is that he he simply does not care. 
I really don't think that Joe Rogan gives a flying fuck about much of anything outside of his own little sort of uh, bubble and circle, right? And if there's one thing that you that, you know he can get credit for and should be given credit for is that he marches to his own drum and doesn't really listen to anything else. And sure, that gets him into trouble on more occasions than not, but he sticks to his guns. Like the whole COVID thing, you know, like he fucking stuck to everything that he said. He hasn't waffled. And look, there is some uh, redeeming quality in that, but, you know, the, the other side of it is that he's not willing to learn. But whatever. The point is, I think this fits into what I've said in the past, is that I hope that there are two right-wing candidates in 2024 so that they can simply eat each other out. I'm sorry, eat each other and cancel it out. <laughs> that was definitely a fucking Freudian slip. Um, you know, DeSantis gets the nod uh, to be the, the, the Republican nominee. Trump gets pissed and runs under his own third-party ticket, taking votes away from each other and handing the Dems a win. Now, not likely... But it would be nice to split these fools right down the middle. Of course, I don't think it would be nice if Biden was the Democratic nominee. So, you know, we'll we'll see how it plays out. But Joe Rogan, you know, I've I and look, I've mentioned before, I've listened to his pod a handful of times. Not the biggest fan of his show because. You know, when he has people on that are that I don't have an interest in, it's fucking stupid. I don't want to listen to, you know, rando crazy guy for three hours with Joe Rogan. If he has comedians on, it's pretty good. Like even Tim Dillon, who I'm not like the biggest fan of, like when they start talking, it's an interesting conversation. So, you know, I, I find it, I find, I found the whole thing a, a tad interesting. And I'm very curious to see how this plays out moving forward. He's already managed to piss off that fucking troll, Steve Bannon, which I think is just hilarious. Like, Steve Bannon, of all people, is going to get fucking pissed off and call, he's going to call Rogan's listeners uh, low, what do you say? Low intel, low IQ voters, as I think is the, the term that he used. That he stole from the Democrats, mind you. All right, that's it. No more, no more politics. We're moving on. All right, let's get off of that nonsense. As I was kind of putting together the segments, I was just reading a story that just fucking aggravates me more, but whatever. Um, all right. So here's here's something that I had uh, another thing that happened over the weekend. So I, I need to ask a question: uh, Have you or anyone you know been injured during a sex act? Not emotionally, like most of us have, or maybe this, that's just me. No, shit. Well, I mean, I mean physically. Have you been injured during sex? I'm going to put this out on a poll. Um, and fully expecting three responses, like always, mainly because those that have are likely embarrassed. They're fucking embarrassed. It came up over the weekend, and the gory details of which will be withheld to protect the sloppy fuckers, literally. But it made me think, and other than the occasional friction burn caused by an over-eager lover, I don't think that I have, at least none that stand out. And uh, the term that was thrown out there was sexident. A sexual accident. So I was like, wow, that's fucking funny. Well, turns out it's been in the Urban Dictionary since 2004. Sexident. It's a great word. (laughs) And would make for a fucking great band name. Ladies and gentlemen, I present Sexident. Now, the parties in this particular instance are um, uh, 
very well versed in coital affairs, which left me surprised. I was even more surprised that they even shared uh, the details because that's like fucking throwing chum in the water to your friends. Like that'll be uh, discussed and 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 probed. <laughs> I tried to do a butthead laugh there, but I couldn't. Uh, for for forever, like this thing has fucking legs. It's it, honestly, it's uh, it's ridiculous. And this was this was legit. This wasn't a, you know, uh, a friction burn caused by an overeager lover. This was a legit injury that caused that caused issues. Uh, I would, as far as I know, at the very least, a couple days post coitus or uh, post cautus, as I was going to say, post coitus. So, have you ever been in a sex accident? 617-657-4736. Call in. It can be anonymous. It, you, you, you know, if, if you're so embarrassed, um, you know, I don't really think anybody's going to recognize a voice. Mainly because I don't think too many people pay that close of attention to my program. But I'd love to hear it. And I'm gonna I'm gonna fucking spam the shit out of social media for the next week. <laughs> One, because I want to use the word sexident over and over again. And two, because by gum, this is a uh, a good topic. <laughs> by gum. <laughs> oh my god, this show is so fucking stupid. Hey, Dave, uh, Donnie calling in. It's been too long. Um, wanted to talk through a scenario that happened to me a couple weeks ago. Um, and I was really excited to uh, go see uh, the band Motion City Soundtrack play at House of Blues. Um, they were going to play their album Commit This to Memory in full for a 15-year anniversary. That turned into a 17-year anniversary. Anyways, plan to go with a friend of a close friend. Really excited. Good dude. We've been playing this since January. And the day of the show, the closer friend, the in-between guy, reaches out asking, hey, should I go to this show? Should I buy, I buy a ticket last minute? Now, bear in mind, this friend uh, does not listen to pop punk or this Motion City soundtrack by no means. And uh, to me, I'm thinking, well, I don't need to be entertaining here. You know, as a, you know, if you're going just as like a social thing, I don't think that's going to cut it here. So my petty self just did not answer their various texts, phone calls, FaceTimes until it was too late. Again, because I am petty asshole. Well, wanted to lay that out here for you, Dave, and uh, hear what your thoughts were on it. Feel free to roast me. I don't care because, as you say, nobody listens to this stuff anyways. Anyways, have an awesome day, Dave. Ta-ta. <laughs> Bravo, Donald. Excellent call, especially the end of that. Nobody listens to this anyway. It's nicely done. Um, I'm, I gotta say, I'm a tad surprised. So, knowing, knowing Donnie, you know, not, not super well, but well enough. Like, uh, we're friends and, uh, you know, we've hung out socially on numerous occasions. Um, I didn't, I didn't expect Donnie to be so petty. Huh. However, He was obviously planning this to see that Motion City soundtrack is fucking terrible, by the way. Good grief. I, I mean, Donnie's taste in music is not ideal. <laughs> then again, you know, lots of people say that neither is mine, but that's, that's you know, it's neither here nor there. So Donnie said that he's been planning this with a friend of a friend, and they're, you know, and then uh, the 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 in between guy decides he's going to interject and try to get in between them or, or try to become part of the social uh, event here. No, buddy. My my take on this is if you wanted to if you wanted to go, um, you know you would have planned it with us and and uh, done this two years ago or however long it's been. I don't reach out and say, oh, should I go? Especially when when Donnie and the friend know full well that. 
this guy doesn't like the band. Because then it, it, it's probably just going to be, it, it might be, I don't know if that's accurate, but it, it could be where the guy's just going to sit there and fucking rag on the band that these two guys have uh, waited a couple years to see. And there's no need for it. So my guess is that Donnie is being uh, pretty, pretty, I mean, look, it's petty, don't get me wrong, especially since he ignored all the calls, phone calls, Facebook messages, and everything else. But, you know, I, I can't say I blame him. I probably would have been like, no, dude, like, fucking kick rocks, pound sand, whatever. Go away. Uh, not necessary, not needed. It's not as if you're, uh, like, chaperoning the event here, pal, okay? Me and other guy have been planning this for a while. We don't need you here. I mean, I, I don't see it. I don't, I don't think that's so bad. Petty? Yes, but in a, in a good way. Because it's not... His presence was not needed for you and other guy to enjoy the show. Now, again, we can sit here and question, you know, uh, the the quality of the entertainment, but, you know, that's not really the point. So it, it's weird. Why would, this, why would he do that? Hmm. Like, does, does this guy think that uh, his presence is needed in order for the other two to have a good time? That's awfully fucking... Egotistical and douchey, Donnie. This guy sounds like a kind of a douche. I mean, I don't know for sure. I don't know the man. Could actually could be a gal. Who knows? I don't know. I just don't. I don't think it's necessary, huh? So yeah, I don't think you're wrong, Donnie. And again, this is the kind of uh, voicemail that. Uh, that I'd love to have on the show. Shit that doesn't re- that doesn't occur to me, but that is an observation or an annoyance to other people. That's why you call in, 617-657-4736. You share with the crowd. You share with the group. You get something off your chest for a couple of reasons. One, uh, no one's going to hear it. <laughs> and two, it's a tad cathartic, is it not? Put it in your phone, save it under complaints, and call in. It's just like the call and outs hotline. You know, whenever you need a quick haul and oats pick me up, you just call you just call and oats. Pick a song. And the sound quality's trash, but whatever, it's still it's still there. It's terrific. Call and Oats. Honestly, uh, one of the better inventions of the last you know, 20 years or so. Uh, maybe not. I don't know. All right. Uh, as it is uh, Wednesday, it is everyone's favorite part of the show, the end, and three grapes. All right. Uh, this is a short show, right? So what happens when you have no content and no guest? Uh, you get a, a boring garbage show talking about sex accidents. <laughs> and Motion City soundtrack, which could be one and the same. <laughs> I found that funny. Uh, gripe number one, people buying scratch tickets at the convenience store. The other day, go to the convenience store, and I'm in line holding two bags of ice and three canned beverages, okay? The woman in front of me is buying a, a, a case of Corona, which in and of itself is meh. Uh, but then she also has a handful of scratchies uh, that she's cashing in. So I'm like, okay, she's going to cash them in, uh, buy her beer, and off she goes, oh, no. Oh, no. So she gets up to the counter and, uh, you know, puts the beer down and hands the tickets off to the, the gentleman behind the counter and says, hey, you know, I got all these winners. So he proceeds to take, uh, you know, a 
however long, uh, you know, scanning them, confirming that they are indeed winners, and then tells the young lady, who's not really young, uh, $68. So instead of saying, hey, give me, you know, two $20 tickets and then ring up my Corona, it's, okay, give me, uh, 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 a number, uh, 31, 32, and 33, uh, how much is that? Okay, uh, a number, uh, 14, um, what is that game right there? Um, I think that's number 28, what is that? Oh, no, I don't want that one. Um, give me a number four, uh, two number threes, and how much is left? Oh, $12? Okay, I'll have uh, another 31, and um, give me three of the of the uh, number 17s, and then just any any $1 ticket. It makes me wonder if these uh, donators to the state coffers are wondering um, if they if they are aware of just how fucking annoying they are to literally everyone else who isn't a proficient lottery buyer. Because gee, I had to fucking take my two bags of ice uh, and put I had to put everything literally on the floor and wait for this lady. Say what the fuck? It's just how do you not have a plan before you get to the counter? Like you, you know full well how much money you've won. Okay, you know how much you've won, so you know what what tickets you can buy. They're all fucking perfectly labeled with the amount of the ticket, and then you know do some fucking simple math and and to. The worst part is when they ask how much is left. Like, what? Really? You can't do math. You're you're up here spending gobs of money on fucking uh, wish cards, basically, more or less. That's a stupid wish cards, David. Ugh, that's gross. You know what I mean. I read something the other day, it might have been a couple of weeks ago, that the Mass State lottery, lottery is it's fucking unbelievable in comparison to the rest of the country. It is, it, it's not even fucking close. The average like lottery player in the state of Massachusetts spends like 900 bucks on the lottery every year. Not, not you know... In-state gambling, out-of-state gambling, not that, just the mass state lottery. Roughly 900, I think it was a little more than 900 bucks. And that's the average. And then the second highest state is like 200 and something. There's a reason that the state took so long to actually approve gambling, uh, slot machines, table games, etc., there's a reason why it's taking forever for sports gambling to be approved, even though, even though uh, the electorate voted for it five fucking years ago, because they know it's going to eat into the profit from the mass state lottery, which I'm guessing is through the goddamn roof, and it's because of this fucking hag and her shitty Mexican beer. At the shitty convenience store. It's unbelievable. Like when she doesn't win. How much money is she dropping? She's spending a hundred bucks on fucking scratch tickets? Man, oh man. I fucking hate it. There's nothing worse than when you're in the convenience store. And you, you see the person in front of you. I've been known. If it's a long enough line. And I see like multiple people in line with tickets or with, uh, you know, like Kino slips or, or like Megabucks slips and shit, I'll, I'll, I'll leave. I'll go to another store and hope that it's not as 
fucking filled with people who are thinking they're going to get rich from a, a you know fucking <laughs> wish card. <laughs> oh man, gripe number two: a triumphant return to the list for parents. I figured out the other day that when you're not a parent that you spend a lot of time judging parents. Maybe it's just me. Something that came up again over the weekend. uh, Were your parents friends with your friends' parents? Now, I'm sure in some instances it's it's accurate, right? Um, But I, you know, I was trying to think about my parents and I don't recall. I can literally think of like two instances where my parents were hanging out with, um, like, uh, friends of mine's parents, too. And I'm pretty sure they were both concerts. So it's not as if um, it was, hey, let's hang out here. So I found that odd. But then at the same time, then it's, you know, you hear examples of, and, and this is what I think is is the key here, right? Is the sports thing. So all these people are like sitting and watching their kids play sports. It's almost inevitable that you're going to kind of become friendly with the people that you're sitting with, right? It's just like school. Growing up, inevitably, inevitably you're going to be friendly with the people that you went to school with because you saw them every day for 12 fucking years. So in the case of like sports parents, you see these people often over the course of, you know, 12 years at least, if not, you know, yeah, probably about 12 years from six to 18 or so, depending on the situation, whatever. So I, I just found that a, a, a tad odd. Not, I mean, odd is not the right word, but different. <clears throat> the other thing that I, I don't understand with parents is the, is the politics of youth sports. And there was a conversation about certain kids making certain teams and how, uh, you know, they were questioning the decisions and like curious as to why this kid did that or this kid made that team or or why this kid was left off. It's like, I wonder how much time and effort is put into these things, right? And it makes me wonder how many of these parents believe that their kids are going to, you know, play in the pros at some point. And my guess is that's a that's a huge problem amongst parents. I would imagine so. Because I'm not certain. A lot of parents think their kids are infallible. A lot of parents think their kids are perfect. Not all. In fact, I would I would venture a guess that most, you know, fall into the category of, yeah, my kid's an idiot, or yeah, my kid stinks at this, that, or the other. But there's a fair percentage who don't who think their kids are perfect and whose kids can't do wrong. So they probably gum up the works for everybody else where they think their kid is so good at this sport yet, you know, everyone else knows that the kid stinks, but because dad's an assistant coach or mom is a fucking, uh, she's blowing the head coach. I don't know. (laughs) Um, you know that that's gonna that's gonna screw things up, and boy, I, I just don't see like why wasting time or energy on such things is is at all important. And look, of course, your kids are important. Like you should you should think and and support. You should think you should be thinking that your child is, uh, you know, could could be better at whatever, or um, could be. Uh, with with more practice and more time could be, you know, useful at 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 the particular sport that they've chosen. But at the same time, spending so much time and energy about it just just seems very strange to me. I don't know. But again, children in general seem strange to me because I don't have any. It's a it's a recurring theme on this program, about how your host is either. Uh, <laughs> Uh, really smart, or whose sperm don't work. It could be a combination of the two, for all I know. Uh, Gripe number three, fireworks. This has been a gripe, I'm pretty sure, 
three years running now because uh, this is the third July 4th episode of the, of the program, but I say fuck fireworks. I don't get it. And you know what sucks is that every year you see and read about fireworks accidents. Um, and look, I don't see the point. Like, it's 2022. Do we still need to be, you know, blowing things up to get a fucking hard-on over a goddamn holiday? No. We really don't. We can find more productive things to do and more productive ways to celebrate a holiday than by literally blowing shit up. At least, you know, I, I, I think sitting around, making food, spending time with your friends and family... And drinking excessive amounts is far more fun than blowing shit up. The problem is you get people who do all that stuff and then decide to blow shit up. Next thing you know, they're missing digits. And of course, there was a, a video on, on the Twitter machine the other day um, about... It looks like a family literally just fucking sitting in their front yard. There's like little kids to one side... Uh, you know, a bunch of people sitting in lawn chairs on the grass, and these two idiots are lighting off fireworks on the sidewalk in a very crowded neighborhood. Not just fireworks, but mortars. And so they lit something, and off it went, and next thing you know, it's fucking underneath the car, exploding and catching the car on fire, and there's a fucking giant explosion. There's one kid who gets up and runs away, but there's another kid that you don't see. So you're like, what the fuck happened to that other kid? Who the fuck know? I mean, I didn't read anything beyond that. Who knows how accurate that video was or when it was from, whatever, because it's Twitter and 90% of the crap on Twitter is garbage, but whatever, it's entertaining. So yeah, very interesting how that played out. And very interesting that people still love to buy fireworks. It's like, why, why do Americans have such stupid vices? Look, every fucking civilization on earth drinks so alcohol is prevalent and a vice that i can get behind and that most people can unless you have a real problem with it in which case don't don't do it but man it just seems like americans they love fucking dumb shit just fucking dumb dumb shit fireworks is up at the top of the list not the top of the list but it's on the list all right so that's it for the show as always, I appreciate you listening because this is indeed the hashtag world's worst podcast. It is fucking awful, yet a handful of people still insist on listening to the show. Not sure why. Not sure why. Uh, friend of the show, Alden Sewell, who was, was on um, you know, a couple weeks back, I called him a uh, New York City-based comic. <laughs> I get such a kick out of that. Anyway, um, him and Joe Scully, who was on the uh, the Live Golf episode, uh, speaking eloquently, more eloquently than uh, everyone else, uh, Alden and Joe have a podcast. Um, as far as I can tell, it's literally just called Alden and Joe. I'm not 100% sure. Or Sight Unseen, maybe? I don't know. I can't tell what the name of the episode is. Maybe it is Sight Unseen. Anyways, they have a podcast. Uh, the first episode came out last week. I thought it was very good. I enjoyed it. Um, so maybe if you just if you just look for Sight Unseen, C-I-T-E, Unseen, Sight Unseen. Apparently this is their third time trying to make a podcast. And um, we'll see if it... If it plays out. I thought it was funny. So check it out. Uh, they're up on Spotify. Feel free. Sight unseen. Alden and Joe. I wonder how they decided to, to put Alden's name first. Because I do think Joe and Alden kind of flows a little bit better. But what do I know? I have a shittier podcast. Um... They did say that they were going to have me on the show, so I'm looking forward. I've never been on a podcast that wasn't mine. So I'm looking forward to that. Me, golf expert Joe Scully, and New York City-based comic Alden Sewell. <laughs> uh, 
Um, oh boy, fucking Twitter people. Um, I do have a uh, an Instagram page at Complaints Pod. I have a Twitter page at Complaints Pod. I have a Facebook page, but fuck Facebook. Um, I have a YouTube page, but don't know what I'm doing with it. Same with the Twitch channel that I have no clue. I have a TikTok channel that, again, I have a good idea, but it would require work and effort on my part, so who knows if that's ever going to happen. I'm pretty sure that's just called Complaints Talk, T-O-K. Um, I have a website, complaintsandobservations.com, with a blog that I haven't written anything at in probably two months. I'm going to say right now that maybe I'll post a blog, but I won't, because no one reads it, no one cares, just like this show. But I care, so I'll probably write one. Um, 617-657-4736. Call in. Leave a voicemail. Be part of the show. I would love for uh, for more people to be part of the show. It would be great. Think of it as confessional. (laughs) Think of it as a confessional. A dashboard confessional. No. No, Dave. No. That was not a good joke. Uh, what else? What else do I have? Eh, there's a merch store that you can find in the links that you'll find on the link tree at the Instagram page. But I don't think you think there's anything up there. Nothing clever. Nothing good. Uh, but, uh, you know, it's, uh, it's part of the deal here with this program. Um, I don't think I have a guest lined up for next week. Uh, as always, I, I tend to send out feelers constantly, not constantly, but occasionally, uh, most of, most of those feelers are ignored. So we'll see what happens. Maybe, maybe something uh, good will come of it. I'm not hundred percent certain, but we'll see. Uh, but until next time, same bat time, same bat channel. The greatest television show ever from the year 1966, Batman. Greatest TV show ever. Fight me on it. Uh, That's it. As always, thank you so much. Please, I beg you, tell your friends. Literally, I'm begging you to tell your friends about my show. Tell your moms. Uh, We need more moms listening to the program because um, I complain about parents all the time. So the more moms, the better. Then they can call in and tell me I'm stupid because I'm not a parent. See what I mean? That's kind of what I'm going for here. A little back and forth, a little tit for tat. And again, if you've ever been injured during a sex act, 617-657-4736, call in. Love to hear from you. Uh, That's all for now. Take care of yourself. Take care of each other. Godspeed. Ta-ta.